Hello and welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I'm your host, Anthony Cruz. I'm your co-host, Carly Sharon. And we are here with Celeste Laube. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your program. Yeah, so I'm in the FIMS uh, faculty, the Faculty of Information and Media Studies, and then and I'm in the Masters of Media, Journalism, and Communication. So we are a professional master's program. So it's four months of courses in the fall, four months of courses in the winter. And then we do an internship, which can be six to 12 weeks in the summer. And during that internship, we do a capstone and then we graduate. So it's only a one-year program and there's no research. It's um, all course-based. That sounds sick. I wish I could get out in one year. (laughs) (laughs) One year instead of five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about some of the courses that you take? What are you kind of learning about? Yeah. So right now, um, the program is kind of divided because it is a Master's of Media, Journalism, and Communications. Half of our courses are really focused on communications and the other half are focused on journalism. And then in the second semester, you kind of choose which courses you want to focus on. So if you want to focus more on journalism, you can do that. If you want to focus more on comms communications, you can do that. But for our first term, we have introduction to comms, introduction to journalism, audio and video storytelling, a class on social media, like social media management, social media in general. And then we also have an ethics class in the fall. So basically we get a little bit of everything in the fall. Um, sweet. So uh, this is your first term, correct? Yes, it's my first term at Western. Oh, that's so exciting. Are you liking Western? I like Western. It's a lot bigger than the campus I came from. I went to University of Waterloo for political science. So there it was a lot smaller. The buildings were a lot smaller. It was a lot easier to get around. But here I'm really liking that, like how big it is. And I feel like there's so much to see on campus. Mm-hmm. So I'm really liking that. I also really like that there's a faculty of information and media studies, which is pretty rare to find. So I feel like you really get that experience of that audio and visual element. You get to do a lot of hands-on things that I feel like in an arts faculty or something where it's more broad, you wouldn't really get. So I really like how they have like a FIMS faculty just for like media. I love that. Mm-hmm, nice. That's more specialized. Yeah. yeah. So what made you decide to switch from political science to media studies? I think political science kind of gave me a good background on what the world is like, what politics are like, and kind of that more generalized aspect of it. And then I was thinking of like, I was able to get a scholarship at Waterloo for political science. And then I was thinking like, I don't really want to do political science for the rest of my life, just do policy analysis. I think that was too limiting for me so to go into something like media communications and journalism I'm still leaning towards more communication side of it but I think that presents a lot more opportunities you can do so much with that um, instead of just focus on focusing on the political aspect of it and I also uh, was a competitive debater for four <laughs> years I was the president of my debate team nice <laughs> and we went to the world championships so Clearly, I love communication. (laughs) I'm very passionate about like anything with communications. So I think that's why I was able to get into the program. I put that in my application about how I took that political side of it, but also translated into actually doing something with it and Mm -hmm. debating. And that's clearly an aspect of communication. Mm -hmm, For sure. Without getting too deep into it, then you're kind of interested in going this political route with your communication journalism i'm not really sure if i want to go into the political scene necessarily i think i want to take that political knowledge but i would be interested in working in communications for like a political 
party, but I'm definitely thinking that now that I'm learning a little bit more about comms, I didn't even know a lot of the jobs you could do. So there's also like working for an ad agency or like working in somewhere where it's like you're working for multiple different companies. You're not just doing one thing day in, day out. But I think uh, there's a lot of different things I could do with the political side of it. Um, in the summer, I was an intern for the school board in their communications team just to get a taste of what communications is like. And that was very political, even though it wasn't a political party. Um, school boards are super political and I could definitely see myself working in something like a school board, a hospital, even a university. So um, I think this program gives me those skills that I can take into that posi any position that I want. But I can still use that political side of knowledge, but definitely more in that communications externally. I think I really like that. No, oh, that's really cool. It sounds like a, a good plan for sure. Um, so you said that you do an internship in a capstone project, correct? Yeah. Have you started that at all or do you have thoughts on what you're going to do for that? Yeah. So our internship, uh, I'm not really sure where I want the internship, but I think for our capstone, it could be on anything. But a lot of people take projects they do in the first semester and kind of expand on that. So one thing I was thinking to study more was... Um, alcohol use in society and how um, how people drink alcohol because there was a study that came out last year that the Canadian Center on Sub Substance Use and Addiction uh, came out with a study that said you should only drink two drinks per week to lower risk. So I'm kind of thinking that I want to dive more deep into that, maybe talk to some researchers, talk to people in the community like what do people think of these recommendations are they realistic and I would love to do more of a deep dive on that like drugs and alcohol aspect within society and how it affects people so we're kind of supposed to take any topic that we're interested in and kind of make a bigger project about it you know making videos I might even make a podcast as well so anything multimedia is really interesting to me well, love the podcast idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are you working on any video projects right now then? Yeah. So I just finished my video project for my one class. Um, I did it on the Brescia uh, merger. Oh, okay. So I was able to talk to some Brescia students, go to the Brescia campus, get some footage of also a Brescia professor and talk to her about her experience at Brescia and what it means to those students to actually have this integration happen and how a lot of students feel like they're losing that like small campus mm -hmm. aspect that they they wouldn't get at Western. So mm -hmm. I learned a lot by doing that and I, it was really interesting to actually talk to students and like try and interview them mm -hmm. because I feel like that's something that is not comes naturally to a lot of people but it's kind of like a learned skill. So just really being able to ask questions in the moment and be able to like new things on the spot. Like there was a dog in the room when I when I went to interview the professor, she had a dog in the room and the dog was like kind of walking around. And I was just like, there's super expensive camera equipment. So you really have to think on your mm -hmm. feet and just like roll with whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And I was just not expecting that. <laughs> but like it all worked out. But mm -hmm. it's definitely just like learning how to work in the moment of mm -hmm. like unexpected things could happen and just learning how to deal with that and like the end product turned out great and uh, my final project was um, submitted uh, and now it's my turn to be the camera person for the other people in my uh, class so now I'm going to be working with them working they, a lot some two people helped me with my project so now I get to be the camera person for them so <laughs> we get to wear a bunch of different hats. 
No, that's really cool that you get all these kind of different experiences. Do you get any experience like being interviewed yourself? Like, do you guys practice interviewing each other at all? Yeah. So today we basically did this thing called Scenario Day where we pretended that we worked for Western um, during 2019 Homecoming. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And we like sat in a room kind of like this, except there was a camera on us. And then our teacher asked us questions within five minute time span. So basically just learning how to answer questions, pretending for a public public relations professional. So we have that experience. But I think as the term goes on, there'll be more experience with that, like interviewing aspect. Um, But definitely it's something I want to work on because I could see myself working in media relations. So you really have to be able to answer questions on the spot and. I've personally never struggled with that, never, like, never really been the type of person to be, like, super introverted and not wanting to Mm -hmm. ask questions, so I always want to be out there, like, be um, that person that's outgoing and asking those questions of people, because I think that's the best thing to do if you want to be a journalist or in communications, you have to be really out, really out there, really, you know, asking questions, being curious, so I think that's super interesting, so I don't know, um, Today, I actually just got back from the London Public Library where I went to an event about tree planting and how it preserves waterways. And I had to ask random people in the community what they thought of it. So that really gets you out of your shell like nothing else. Just being on the spot in the Mm -hmm. moment and having to ask community members questions about what they think about things. And I was definitely not, I don't know, it's different than being in a classroom experience when you're actually out there in the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would guess that you killed it. It, That sounds so intense. That's not for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was pretty, like, it it, for me, like, I don't, like, really think about it in the way of, like, intense. I just try and, like, go into it with an open mind and kind of just, like, usually people are willing to talk to me. Mm -hmm. They're not too closed off. And I just ask them if they're okay with getting their picture taken. And I think that's just practice makes perfect with that. Um, journalism is something I'm also interested in. Um, but I think just for me, um, the job prospects and also the lifestyle is a bit too crazy just because it's so fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems interesting as well. I'm not sure what I think about it yet. <laughs> you still got some time. To yeah, figure it out. I do. Yeah. So for this uh, London Public Library event, is that part of like, your coursework? Do you get sent to different events to do these kind of things? Yeah. So part of our coursework is to actually find um, stories in the community. Oh, okay. So we have to pitch a story to a professor and then she approves it and then we can go out and do it. And you have 24 hours to write an article about it, pretending that you really work in the newsroom. Um, the scariest part of that is sometimes you have a great story that you want to do one the source could just disappear on you Mm -hmm. and then also you have 24 hours so anything could really happen in that time the source could not respond the story just falls through so I think the best thing for me was just like really trying to be confident in the stories I have and trying to make things happen within the 24 hours I have So that's something I really been trying to work on because in political science, you have like three weeks to write an essay. This is kind of like a 24 hours, Mm -hmm. write your article, get it out there, which kind of makes me nervous if I was actually publishing it for CBC. I think that'd be really nerve wracking. But for my class projects, I think it's good to just get practice, even if I don't want to go into journalism. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you said earlier about nobody really wants to like, you know, just not talk to you. Everyone's yeah. going to be willing at least, at least a little bit. Uh, 
have any of your sources kind of disappeared on you like you're describing? Yeah, so originally for my story about the Brescia integration, I emailed a lot of professors and obviously it's a sensitive topic, so most of them were not able to really comment on the story. So I was kind of scrambling to find someone, like mm-hmm. a someone who works at Brescia to comment because I think in that situation, they have to consider what they want to do in the future if they want to go work at Western. Yeah, if they're coming over here, they're not going <laughs> to they want to say anything bad. And yeah. And I think like, I had to find someone that was willing to talk mm. to me. So having to do that was kind of difficult. I haven't really had anyone not pull through that I've scheduled an interview with, but I know that some people in my class have had that happen, especially when it's like a really fast project. You have to think that that could happen mm-hmm. possibly. So I think the main thing is really trying to get as diverse stories as you can and also being prepared for anything to happen. So I think that just really makes you roll with the punches and just go, go, go. And this program has been really fast paced. (laughs) Nothing like I have something due almost every day, every two days. So instead of like big projects, it's a lot of smaller things. And now we're getting on to the bigger projects. But I'm still happy I don't have to do any research. So (laughs) that that is makes makes me feel a little bit better. There's still research involved. But it's a lot more of the explaining it to the public, not as much doing your own deep dive into something. Um, So for my alcohol project, I'm looking at research that's already available and kind of trying to explain explain what the two drink, you know, recommendation means to the public. So I was actually able to interview one of the a really highly regarded medical historian in Canada who I was not. I was like, I'm nobody like they're not going to respond to me (laughs) or like. You know, they're definitely not going to want to do that. But I guess surprisingly, a lot of people do respond and he was able to talk to me and give me some context. So I guess the moral of the story is just reach out and you never know. Somebody might respond. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Did you just start in September or when did you start the program? September. September. You've done so much. It sounds like in just these couple months. That's crazy. I've done a lot. And I'm also the president of the student council for my program. And I'm also on the dance, one of the dance teams at Western. So it's pretty crazy, but at the same time, it's pretty fast paced. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of just go, go, go. And then it's like a year and then you're done. So it's kind of crazy how fast it goes by. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that, that it's not super long. Um, I kind of like that one year aspect to it. It does make it seem really fast paced, but you do get that really good campus experience. Mm -hmm. For sure. Absolutely. What's your favorite thing that you have learned in your courses so far? My favorite thing that I've learned is that there's really that you should be curious. That's what I've learned, that never just read something, never just look at something and don't question it. Like we have news quizzes, uh, not every week, but we have to do news quizzes like, you know, based on the news of the day, things that happen um, in in London and Canada And I think doing that has really taught me that the world happens really quickly and news happens so quickly. And I think just being curious and not just um, taking one point of view is something to really think about Um, and that you should really just think about the way you are in the world and how that really affects how you see the world as well, because I think looking at the media and analyzing it there's a lot of only one type of perspective that's shown especially if most newsrooms only have 
you know, white people, 90% of, like, the heads of the boards are certain uh, types of people. You only get one perspective. And we've had Indigenous um, perspectives told in our classes, just talking about how getting Indigenous perspectives, especially on things like CBC, are so important because you're actually getting that point of view. You're actually getting a different perspective that you might not get. And that really shows how the diversity of a newsroom is so important. And even if I don't go into journalism, that is something that I'm definitely going to look into. Just look at who's telling the stories, what perspective they're being told. And that kind of makes me think more about the world in general, just about whose stories are actually getting told and um, what objectivity really is. Because I think I've kind of come to the conclusion that they're not really there isn't really just one position of objectivity like everyone comes from somewhere there's no view from nowhere as we talk about in our journalism classes that you have to write the news like you come from nowhere like you are the uh the unbiased observer but every single organization everybody that gives you a source will be biased towards some way of thinking and as a journalist you're not a stenographer that's a quote um we uh heard from one of a journalist who actually taught at Western, Pasanth Matar, she actually came to talk at Western and she was saying that as a journalist, your job isn't just to be a stenographer. You're actually supposed to take these facts that you see on the ground. It could be about anything. It could be about a war. It could be about a city council meeting. Take those facts and actually think about them and present them to the public in a way that they can digest them. But I don't think it's only about stating your opinion. It's about putting things into context. So I think that kind of changed my opinion about what a journalist should do, which is that you should really be putting things into context and not only stating things that you hear from a respected organization. And I think every journalist can benefit from that sort of, you know, rhetoric, which is just to be critical and not to just listen to anything from an institution and parrot it that's the job of the communicator (laughs) you know if you work for a company that's what your job is but if you are a journalist definitely consider whose point of view you're pushing forward and I think right now and just in general if you're a journalist it's a lot it's easier to just take a fact and use it in your story but I've also learned that it's not really journalist's fault at the end of the day that this happens because the timelines are so tight that I really think it's hard to do a deep dive investigation like you get a story you go to the council meeting if it's a council meeting I really don't think you even have time to do a deep dive deep dive into what's going on you probably just have to put out a story and it's hard to get editors to go back and say okay why don't we do a deep dive on this story so I think journalists really have are are kind of contending with that fact of the deadlines um but I think that like social media has kind of driven a new way for journalists or bloggers or anyone to really do more deep dives so I really like that about new media that you can actually do a lot more with it and you can post to a YouTube channel without anyone telling you you know that this needs to be edited in a certain way so I like that with new media there's a lot more avenues for exploration to happen yeah, very cool. I really like that one piece you said, there's no view from nowhere. I yeah. think that applies across the board. Any piece of writing or any media, everyone has some perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Totally. Um, I just was curious, this program that you're in, is there a lot of students in it? Like, do you have a large cohort? 
No, there's uh, 16 of us. Oh, wow. Okay, so are you guys all like pretty close-knit? Or? Yes. Oh, that's I, awesome. I mean, I, I don't know about super close-knit, but mm-hmm. I mean, you get to know everybody mm-hmm. super fast. I think the program varies from 16 to 30-ish people, but this year we only have 16. Um, I mean, it's not bad because you really get to know everyone. You get to work with everyone. You get to work with people from different backgrounds. So I think that they are trying to recruit more people into the program. But it's really cool that we're able to do that and have, like, a small group, a small community. Better hope no drama gets started. I know. (laughs) I agree with you on that, especially in journalism and communications. (laughs) I just know where to go and wait for a fight to break out. Yeah. If you're bored and on campus, just go hang out. (laughs) Throw a note under a door somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, do you know what you're doing next term then? Um, they haven't actually released our courses yet. I know that there's an advanced communications course and a corporate communications course. I want to take both of those. And then whatever else they offer, I think there's a course on podcasting. So I want to do that one as well to learn more about it. But I think that the main thing I've learned is to keep an open mind and just do whatever comes up because I would never have thought of myself as someone who'd be doing this sort of thing. But then when I think about my background, I think it fits really well into the sort of work and just my personality. So I'm really happy with what I've chosen, but I'm interested to see what will happen next semester, definitely, and how things will change, because that will be exciting. (laughs) And next semester, is that when you start your capstone project, or is that in the summer? It's in the summer with the internship, and a lot of people relate their internship to the capstone. Okay, so do you get to choose where you do your internship then? Yeah, so a lot of people end up applying now for their journalism internships at like the Globe and Mail, CBC London, CPC Toronto do their journalism internships applications now. But communications, I think, opens in January, like more of those summer internships, and you can choose to do it anywhere. I think uh, a lot of people want to go to Toronto in communications. I'm definitely thinking of Toronto or Waterloo um, or London. I mean, I'm pretty open to anything. I think a lot of people are just going to be applying to a bunch of different things. But I think in journalism, it's a lot more important that you apply earlier Mm -hmm. because they have those earlier positions open. So there's a lot of different moving parts. And I think I'm still figuring out what I want to do with it. But the professors are great. They're really great at kind of guiding you and telling you what are you know the avenues that you can take with this degree and what sort of things you can actually end up doing with it so like going into an ad agency going into working for a university doing media relations or even working as a journalist but I know a lot of journalists even transfer to the communications field so it's really not just um, a rigged program you can do a lot with it I know it's not a typical grad program experience my friend did a master's in history and I was like whoa this is a lot different I'm like I'm not I'm pretty happy I'm not doing any research because it seems pretty stressful and I'm just like I kind of like the fast-paced world and I'm almost done well not almost done but it it's definitely a lot more experience based which I kind of like just getting that experience seeing what's out there see if I like it sweet So the applications for your internships, those are going to be due. You said you have like a little bit more time to work on those. Is that like 72 hours instead of 24 hours? So the applications is basically like 
instead of applying directly with like the school or anything it's like basically you can find the job on your own like through networking so there's not a specific time limit for it um I think every person last year found an internship in our program so I think they're hoping that that will happen again and I think in communications it's mostly about like networking trying to find a job online like through any work sites so I think that's the route a lot of people are taking and then there's a lot of people applying to journalism internships now which I think are like you have like until like let's say November 15th and you have to like send a portfolio or something Mm -hmm. so that's more if you want to go into that route but if you want to go into comms it's definitely just like looking at job boards and kind of just applying and seeing where you end up I'm hoping to do some networking too though yeah absolutely it must have been so hard for the cohort that did this during COVID yeah I think they had to like kind of restructure the program a bit I saw an article about that they really had to like do it kind of on the fly and change it um I think to more remote and online I'm really happy that I'm doing it in person because it just lends itself a lot more to an in-person program I think because you're doing things in the editing suite you're using programs such as Avid which is an editing program um that you use such you know to edit video to edit audio so it's really cool that you can do that and you have like people to help you like it support specialists that come and help you um and then also you learn how to use microphones and edit audio levels and edit audio in general so that's really interesting but i don't know i i think it's like a lot easier once you like start doing it that's like the thing i've learned mostly Yeah, so we're coming towards the end, yeah. and we've talked a lot about kind of your, your I guess, program work. So maybe can you tell us about a bit about what you like to do here as a grad student, like outside of your studies? Yeah, so outside of my studies, I'm, like, definitely thinking th- this program has basically taught me that, like, you're never off, like, <laughs> because I'm always walking around looking at signs. Um, looking at signs, looking at events. I'm looking at things to do, things to go to. How can I relate everything back to my program so it's very like workaholic (laughs) um because I'm always just looking at how to relate things back to my program I'm on the UWO dance force the dance team here at Western um so I take classes with them and we have a showcase so I'm working on those and then I also like to um yeah so do dance um I still go to debate sometimes back in Waterloo because I was the president there so I go back to Kitchener Waterloo a lot so I like going back and seeing my family and stuff but I'm learning to love London (laughs) that's the moral of the story I'm (laughs) learning to love it even though I've been back in Waterloo like about seven times but (laughs) I'm learning new things coming here checking out the river I don't know it's really cool like a cool city to check out um and the campus is really nice I love going to the grad club and getting food there because it's such a cool place but I don't know it's pretty cool being here and learning things about a new place so Mm -hmm. I love that absolutely I'm glad you're finding stuff you like here yeah it's super cool (laughs) I love that in the UCC there's always something going on yeah so that's That's great that's true it's chaotic it's chaotic (laughs) yeah but it's cool okay so we are just about out of time yes Thanks so much for coming on Celeste. If anyone wants to learn more about your work and what you do, uh, is there a website or social media that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, so you can follow me on LinkedIn. It's Celeste Laube. Um, I think there'll be a link to it, but um, I'd love to connect with anyone on there and I'll be posting more about my journey on LinkedIn. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. This has been GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I've been your host, Anthony Cruz, and my co-host was Carly Sharon. And we've been speaking with Celeste Laube. And this episode was produced by Susie Lee. If you would like to be involved with the show or get in contact with us, email us at gradcast at sogs.ca. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at gradcastradio. To listen to us, we are on Radio Western 94.9 FM. You can also find all of our episodes wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>